everyone. Welcome to the Full Contact Cannabis Podcast. I am Billy Hell. We're sitting in Hell Studios. We've got the old hemp farmer here. What's happening, old hemp farmer? Yeah, Billy Hell. We're sitting here. We were talking earlier about uh, entourage effects and terpenes. You said some some questions about terpenes. Well, you know, I come into the podcast as kind of a newbie to the industry, and um, I've gone to some farms and gone to some events and had lengthy conversations. It's funny, I went to a party the other night with a friend of mine that owns a piece of property, and immediately we made ourselves some drinks and sat on the couch and had an hour-long conversation about the industry. So um, that brings me to today's topic. I was at Red Liquor, and I was in the vodka aisle, because that's all I drink. I don't drink beer. I don't drink all. If I'm going to have a drink, it's vodka, because it, I know what I'm getting, it's a clean burn is like what I, I like to say. And so I saw a terpene-infused vodka. And I said to the guy, is this good stuff? And he said, distilled 10 times. I said, good enough for me. So I have been drinking terpene vodka, which I have to say does have a great flavor. But my question to myself was, what in the heck is a terpene? Is it something that's regulated? Is it, uh, I have no idea. So I did a little research, but I wanted to kick it over to the old hemp farmer to tell us all what a terpene really is, how it interacts, and why we should care. Terpenes are a volatile compound that exists in a lot of different plants. I mean, it's why lemons smell like lemon is because they have a terpene in them called limonene. They're very pungent. They smell great. And people are starting to realize that not only do they add, you know, things like smell and flavor to things, but there might actually be some compounds in there that actually are beneficial medically. Now, one of the cool things about cannabis is, is that cannabis can have terpenes like bananas, lemons, uh, pepper. So almost any terpene that you can find, blueberry, in any fruit or vegetable, exists in cannabis. Interesting. That answers Very. a lot of in fact, one of, one of the very popular cannabis is called Sour D. And I have to admit, it's got a very tasty, it's very lemonine, it's got a citrus flavor. Now, it was thought early on this was just one of those little side effects, that, you know, just like, you know, made it smell good, but it didn't really have any any benefits. And because in the earlier days of cannabis, the thing that ruled cannabis was your bang for your buck. It was how much CBD was in there or how much THC in there, and that was the only thing that really mattered. And then some people started realizing that the terpenes, the smell, actually had an effect on the cannabis. Let me stop you there. Like aromatherapy uh, can cure a cold in theory. Aromatherapy is totally depend, uh, based on terpenes. So now we get this, and so now people, as, and this is one of, the, one of the wonderful things about legalizing cannabis is, is it no longer were people trying to get as much THC or CBD as they could for the buck because it was black market. So now you had uh, cut people that were actually starting to have an educated palate. So... Once again, I'm going to jump in here and say we were just talking about the market and how growing is saturated, but producing is something that you could focus on uh, to differentiate yourself in the market. And if you could become a terpene specialist that could make killer uh, terpene-based 
CBD products, I would say that would be a way to uh, a place to jump off on. Well, I was talking to one of my friends out who uh, works at Columbia River Cannabis out in Washington State. One of the things they've noticed in the recreational market is that infatuation with getting something that's 24, 25% THC is starting to go, is starting to wane. Now people are wanting to have stuff that tastes good. Right. They're wanting that, you know, like, there, and there are. And this is the wonderful thing about it. There's stuff that tastes like blueberry, lemon, that when you, when you vape it, especially if you vape it, it's a, it's a taste sensation. You find yourself, because it tastes so good. The other thing people started finding out, especially when they started being able to take the terpenes or add the terpenes to cannabis products or cannabinoids, is that terpenes potentiated the effects. That people who had certain types of terpenes in it, they found that when they consumed that cannabis, it put them in a place that they like. It put them in a better place. They also found out that they could smoke something that was like 15, 16% cannabinoids, and they would still get the effect of something that was more like 24, 25% cannabinoid because this had a big bunch of terpenes. So are you saying that terpene is having an actual effect? Do you think that it's perception? No, it potentiates. I mean, this is the thing that they're doing, just like you were talking about aromatherapy. Right. I happen to admit when I first heard about aromatherapy, I thought it was some sort of holistic nonsense genuinely did not understand how smelling something was going to change your mood, where you were, how you felt. And then you start looking into it, and that's that's what I'm saying is. Um, So people started wanting to have this. It wasn't enough to have a a cannabis. And you were talking about earlier about now that the market's more competitive. Well, now, for the first time, um, every once in a while, I will... um, I will uh, broker a deal, right? I'll help a farmer who has a product who doesn't want to do it, and then I'll have somebody say, well, I've been looking for so-and-so. So I would get these people together, you know, a farmer and a buyer. Well, up until about this last year, the only thing that mattered was that certificate analysis. How much CBD is it? This time, for the first time, we had people who were buying flour, smokable flour, didn't really care what the COA was what they cared about, how it smelled, how it tasted. It was the terpenes. So that's what they started finding out in markets, the recreational markets out west where it was legal, is all of a sudden people were, were, when they were showing up, it wasn't enough to have the the cannabinoids. It had to have the flavor. And then once people started investigating terpenes, the fact that, yeah, there's something here. It potentiates cannabinoids. So then you had people start to make products like two different products that are that are newer they're not new but they're newer to to a lot of markets that aren't sophisticated and they're called rosin is where you actually take the uh, cannabis buds you know and you actually put them up under a couple thousand pounds of uh, pressure per square inch and you literally squeeze like a cold press uh, yes. Well, no, it's usually a hot press. It's not cold because you have to have a little bit of heat to be able to get those trichomes to to liquefy that you can squeeze them out. Wow. But what that does is because you're not doing a solvent or you're not having to go in there and drive off in, you know, anything, 
you get to keep your terpenes. Okay. So now you have a compound that as much as possible actually keeps the terpenes. And then the other product, which is very popular and, and a product that you can charge more money for as far as concentrates, uh, is called live resin. And that's a concept where, and we're actually at Tennessee Homegrown, which I'm a partner of, we actually started delving into this year, and it's kind of difficult. It's where you actually take your bud, your flower, while it's green, you trim it, and then you drop it to about 80 below zero centigrade. Now, what this has done is you can freeze dry it or it won't go bad. But the other thing it is, because a lot of people don't realize, the reason why terpenes work so well is because they're at room temperature, they they turn into a gas and they'll fill a room. Boom. That's the, the downside to that, though, is by the sheer uh, act of you drying your cannabis, you lose 30 to 40% of your terpenes. Hmm. So now what happens if you do this green and you take it in there and freeze it immediately, and if you can actually process it through the whole process green, cold, you keep all your terpenes. And this bypasses the drying process. Yeah. So so you've cut a cost and you've saved your... Well, the only bad sign it is, though, now you have to have an area where you can keep something at 80 below zero centigrade. Uh, right, yeah. Right. So it's, it's a, and also you have to come in there and you have to right off the get-go trim. Whereas a lot of things when you do processing, you're taking your sugar trim, your secondary leaving, you cram it all in that vessel, and then you're extracting. Here, no, you're trimming this to where you just get the, just the stuff that's got the terpenes. Now, if you take that through a butane process where you can, you can, drive off all your butane safely because that's the thing about it is you got to make sure you get all that butane off and you keep it cold you can have something that has like the we produce a high cbd live resin it's two percent terpenes now that's a huge amount of terpene it's like a concentrate well yeah it kind of is so when you vape this stuff it just has this wonderful mirror sort of peppery grapefruit taste that you can't get on a lot of different things and because now people are now getting in tune with terpenes not only in cannabinoids but in 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 just as you said aromatherapy people are starting to consume these products that have uh, higher amounts of terpenes they it enhances the whole experience and makes it much more pleasurable i mean i i know myself that i can consume cbd or thc Without terpenes, yes, you will feel the effects. But if you have the terpenes in, it seems to put you in a better place. And I know that's kind of hard to quantify, but you, you, it's more of an enjoyable experience with terpenes. So, have we uh, talked about exactly what a terpene is? Is it? A- it's a volatile hydrocarbon compound that has a very low. Uh, evaporation point. And are there uh, farmers out there right now in Tennessee that are specializing in different terpene um, This growth? is a, No. I mean, well, no, hold on, I take that back. Are there certain people growing certain varieties of high CBD cannabis because of the way it smells? Yes. Are there people out there that are presently being able to go out there and exploit these can, terpene cannabis? Profiles, not yet, because that does not fall off the truck. 
Because what you're talking about is you're trying to capture a volatile compound that literally starts boiling at 90 degrees. So you have to be able to come in and, and capture that. You know, basically what you're doing is fractionally distillating it. It's tough. Plus, this is the other thing. Um, a cannabis that has 1% or 2% amount of terpenes is high. Ah. So, so here you are. If you wanted to, you did 1,000 pounds, right? You'd only get 20 grams of terpenes out of it. So the folks that put terpene in this vodka, where they, and, and they're selling vodka, I have to think that the terpene itself isn't being regulated? No. Well, that's the thing about it is, they could have got those terpenes off of lemons, limes, uh, oranges, tangerines, right, right, right. pears. Any of these things have terpenes in it. Tobacco has terpenes in And the it. reason I want a uh, CBD-based uh, terpene is because it's going to give a particular CBD-based flavor. Well, that was, that was what started it, but what, when they started doing actual research on therapeutic uses of cannabinoids, they found this thing that they call the entourage effect, which is basically, to make it simple, is the difference between an orange and a vitamin C tablet. You can get a vitamin C tablet, and it's going to give you absorbic acid. Bang. But they find if you take that same vitamin C and you eat it with an orange, which orange has terpenes in it, has orangine in it. So they're finding that's going to be much more therapeutic. So that's what we're finding out here. As, as people are putting more money and more sophistication into cannabis, they're now starting to look at it other than the silver bullet. Because one of the bad things about Western medicine has always been is that they'll take a traditional medicine, right? And they'll go in there and they'll try to isolate one compound and a plant that may have 40 different compounds in it. And it's, that's, that's the compound that'll keep you from whatever. And what the thing about when we start talking about traditional medicines, you start finding out that these plants are very much more complex. And it's the totality of the plant. In ways that people probably don't understand. And so now for the first time... There's money in cannabis, and because there's money in cannabis, now there's real R&D. And so basically what started the whole thing with the terpenes was to make yourself a product that was more desirable. Now they're finding that it makes you a product that's um, actually more effective. So let's say somebody's listening to the podcast and is like, I'm intrigued, I need to know more about ter terpenes and experience it myself. Um, what would they do? Where would they go out in Tennessee and get something? Well, first of all, get on the old Google up. The old ham farmer says, if you've got any questions about this, Google up. And now because we actually do have a huge amount of real research being done in Israel and North America, you've got real facts. One of my favorite, favorite places to go to is a website called projectcbd.org. The very cool thing, of course, there's advertising on it because they got to pay the bills. But this is a site where academics and, and clinicians actually publish their results. And so you can go in there, and, that, and that's the thing about it, is that once you start getting into it, you think, because everybody experiences it to some degree on their own. I mean, let's face it, you know, when you eat a certain food or vegetable and it puts you in that really happy place and you have good memories. Popcorn, bacon. 
Right. I mean, it is. It's like you. we all remember growing up and eating a fresh tomato. Right. Well, the reason why that fresh tomato tastes good is there's terpenes in that bad boy. Huh. So, and that is the one cool thing that they're doing is that, you know, when you start doing research, which one of the big research things about cannabis is dementia, Alzheimer's, and that sort of things. Ah. And you think about it. If you have a certain smell that you can have, a flavor or a taste that you had in your youth, that if you smell it or taste it, it immediately takes you back to where the first time that that brought that little smile on your face. Here's a terpene that has a, that actually evokes a response in your brain. So it's exciting with the things that they're finding out with terpenes. Cannabis-produced terpenes are really expensive. But, you know, terpenes that you can get off of, like I said, vegetables and other things, they're fairly inexpensive. And, you know, it's, like I said, if you're not into aromatherapy, it's one of those things that you ought to, you know, like if you're into cannabis, try to understand that correlation between the terpenes and where it puts you. Interesting. All right. Is there anything else that we need to know about the terpene? Um, the... <laughs> Terpenes are wonderful. They're a great thing, and they're hard to keep. So that's if you know if you're out there for those people growing and things that are producing cannabis, realize if you don't think about your cannabis, your your terpenes in your cannabis, you'll probably end up losing most of them. Ha. Good information. Wow, what a topic. Well, I'm going to do more research, and we appreciate y'all listening to us extrapolate about uh, things like terpene. Um, we were sitting here talking about future concepts and what we were going to talk about. And there's so many topics that uh, all we can do is ask you to uh, stay tuned and listen to the next one and go to fullcontactcannabis.com. And from there, you can find our future podcast and check us out and support us and like us and et cetera and so forth. Billy Hill, thanks for the hospitality, and thanks for giving me a place where I can come out and spread a little bit of knowledge to those good folks. Yes, sir. All right, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.